You're listening to the Frollo Podcast. I'm Zoe, the founder of Frollo, a social networking app and community for single parents that's launching soon. On the Frollo Podcast series, I will be talking to single parents, or Frollos, about their stories and experiences. I will also be chatting to a range of experts who will be able to share valuable guidance related to single parent life. My first guest is Rebecca Cox, a digital editor and journalist who has written for titles including Glamour, Vogue, Refinery29 and Harper's Bazaar. Rebecca is a single mom of one and writes about her parenting experiences at themotheredit.com. Rebecca, thank you so much for being the very first Frollo podcast guest. Thanks for having me. This is very exciting. Yeah, it's great to have you. Um, So we met for lunch this time last week and having connected through the Instagram community on Frollo and we immediately dived into open and honest chats relating to our lives as single moms. Do you think that being a single parent instantly connects people and bonds them because such of like of such a life defining shared experience? Oh, hundred um, percent. I think this is genuinely one of the first times for me that I've met people in like an online forum and not thought it was a bit silly, um, which hopefully people won't hate me for saying. But I've always looked at people who have you know are a part of online communities and fandoms and because of my job as a digital journalist that to me is you know the people commenting on my articles or other people's articles and it's something that's always been quite abstract to me because my community has always been traditional in front of me my family my friends people that I'm meeting in everyday life but when you're a single parent you're thrown into a situation that is completely unique and you know it's it's rare that you're going to be right on the doorstep of someone who's having that experience at the same time as you and who knows exactly what you're going through and who will be there to offer you the support that you need at that given time. And, you know, you've created that already on the Frollo Instagram, which is amazing. And it's the first time that I've really drawn on that and made real friends. And, you know, we met for the first time last week and um, the week before that I met another single mum that I'd met online. And it's amazing. It's been really an amazing source of support for me personally. That's so good to to hear because I feel the same. It's kind of exactly why I felt the need to create Frollo. It was fixing my own problem. And now it's just incredible to see it coming to life and to see that other people have that same need. And I think once you, you know, like when we sat down and chatted, you know, we we cut straight to the chase. There was no sort of like, oh, it's a nice sunny day today or <laughs> yeah. anything like that. We were straight yeah. into the, yeah. uh, you know, to quite, like I said, open and honest yeah. conversation. And I think that's, it's really amazing to be able to have that kind of cathartic mm-hmm. experience with somebody who understands totally. because other people in our lives just as much as they would love to get it. How, yeah. ca- how can they? Totally. And I think also that's part of the course with single mums because it's like, you know, we haven't got much time. Let's get down to business yeah. straight away. Yeah. Um, we've got real things we want to discuss. And yeah, like you said, it's just an instant connection and you get each other, you understand the problems that you're facing and the day-to-day challenges that other people and other mums just don't quite get. Yeah. And they are such unique challenges, aren't they? They really are, yes. Yeah. Um, so what's your story? How long have you been a single mom for and how 
has that experience been from you going from being a family to a single mm-hmm. mom? So um, Jack, my little boy, is three and a half and I became a single mum when he was just over one, uh, one and a half. And I think probably like many other mums, it wasn't something that I ever planned. It wasn't the way I foresaw raising my child. You know, I had that nuclear family in my head. We were going to have, you know, we'd be together. We'd probably have two kids. Everything would be picture perfect. And it didn't work out that way. Um, I made the decision based on what I thought would be best for myself and Jack. And it was really scary. And it wasn't it wasn't what I wanted to do necessarily, but it, it felt like I didn't have another option. So since then, it's just been Jack and I, and we've been kind of muddling through. And it's you know, people said, uh, people that I did talk to about it at the beginning said it would get easier. And I wouldn't say it gets easier, but it does get different. Yeah. So at the beginning, it was really just putting one foot in front of the other. And that's something that, you know, I've now got friends going through this for the first time who are single mums. They knew that I was a single mum. They're saying, how the hell do I do this? And that's always my first piece of advice is take it one day at a time. Don't look at how you're going to get to the end goal. Don't look at, you know, where you're going to be in one year's time, two years time, five years time, what kind of child you're going to be able to erase as opposed to the one you thought you were going to be raising with someone else. Just look at what you're going to have for tea tonight, how you're going to get your child to school the next morning, how you're going to manage the school run for the next week. Whatever it is, just really think about short-term goals and as you're concentrating on those short-term goals the long-term goals kind of just fall into place and you start being able to see the bigger picture and as soon as you can start surviving then you can focus on thriving yeah I really agree with all of that so much it is literally getting yourself out of bed getting one foot in front of the other like putting food on the table and then suddenly one day you feel like you can just yeah Live again and be happy and you're yourself again. And that's not to say that you don't have rubbish days and feel the overwhelm and all of that. But I think that's so important for people who are just at the beginning Mm -hmm. of their single parent journey to know. Yeah. And it helps so much. I think that's another great thing about, you know, having an online community of single mums is that everyone's at a different stage and things like Instagram get so much negative press and I'm the first one to be like, oh, Instagram's rubbish. It's just people taking selfies. Yeah, it's mostly me taking selfies. But it has got the other side of that and it's a really genuinely good place to connect with people and to look at people and say, hey, they're doing it. I can do it. Or, you know, this person's been on their own for 10 years. They're fine. They're doing an amazing job. You know, there's this single mum who started her own business and she's become this amazing powerhouse and maybe I can do that too yeah. so it's it's looking at the positives as opposed to the negatives not thinking oh they're doing so much better than me it's thinking maybe I can be doing that too yeah 100% and if it wasn't for Instagram and seeing other people on Instagram like all right for a mom like single moms like you you know and communities like 
mother's meeting and things like that, you know, that's where the inspiration from for Frollo came from. So I think if you can take pieces and try and use them, you know, in a positive way. Totally. Yeah. And like you said, it's it's amazing how much people just open up to each other. You know, I have mums messaging me and telling me intimate stories about dating experiences or, you know, a date that's gone wrong or, you know, some a situation of abuse that is happening in their life. And I've never, never met these people before in my life, but they've just felt they've seen something, they've read something, they feel like they can send me a message and open up and have a chat with me about that. And that's amazing because they obviously don't have that person in front of them that will understand. And it makes me feel so much better knowing that they found a connection with me in the same way as I'm looking on there and thinking, oh, you know, maybe I can have a flexible working, you know, looking at someone like um, Anna of Mother Pucker yeah. and seeing her what she's been doing for flexible working and thinking maybe I can do flexible working. And that's really given me inspiration to to find that flexible working situation for myself. That's amazing. And do you have that flexible working situation I for yourself? I do, yes. Um, I'm incredibly lucky. So I do a part-time job at Country and Townhouse magazine, um, which is a beautiful, glossy lifestyle magazine. Um, and they have been amazing with me. They've given me a really flexible working setup. They let me work around Jack's childcare. I have part-time in the office. I work from home. Um, and there's absolutely no reason why so many jobs can't work in that way. Yeah. Um, and because I'm a writer, I can also do freelance work and top up my income so basically as soon as I became a single mum I just had to earn more money so yeah. I had to do more work and it and it's it wasn't easy but I basically organized my time so that in the evenings when Jack goes to bed I do more work where I used to put my feet up and watch tv or sit down and you know have a glass of wine or have a bath so it is making sacrifices but it's making sacrifices for the right reasons and to make your situation work for you and I, I realise I'm in a very unique position because of my job where there's capacity to earn more if I work more, basically. Mm. And not everyone is that lucky, but it's trying to find ways that your career can work in that way. And also not being afraid to ask. You know, if you're in a job where you can see there's a potential for flexible working, ask for it and make a case and say, I think that you should be like providing this to me as a single mum. And there's the, the worst that can happen is they say no. Yeah. And, and then they, they're at risk of losing a, a valuable member of their team. Yeah, totally agree. And it is something that I think needs to change because I just don't know how people do it. Like pe single moms who don't have a partner who's involved, who have one or more kids and who need to work and put food on the table. But it's like... It's like a riddle. It's, uh, you know, how do, how, how do you sort out childcare? How do you bring in the money? It's all, I just mm. can't imagine the stress and no. the pressure. That and I think that, to be honest, the answer is often that people don't. Mm. And that's why there are, there are so many, you know, obviously we are in the lucky position of yeah. sitting here and talking about how we're making single parenthood work for mm. us. And unfortunately, there's lots of people that aren't. Mm. And I think it's... Is it what um, one in three children in single parent families are, are below the poverty line? Um, it's a massive, massive problem. Yeah, um, you know, there's it boils down to there's a lot of 
unpaid labour that is not currently recognised as labour. So motherhood is not considered to be a job, so it's not financially rewarded, which means that if you're a single mum who doesn't have a career or doesn't have a high enough paid career, then what do you do? You yeah. know, if, if, if your job is not recognised as being a real job, then you're not going to be able to support your family off the back of doing that job. Yeah. So it's, um, it's horrible. Earlier today, I was reading um, your Harper's Bazaar article that you wrote uh, entitled A Letter to Single Moms. And it really got to me. It really made me feel quite emotional reading it. Um, So I'm going to read a little piece from it now. When you feel shame at the label of single mom and its long-held and media-enforced connotations, teach yourself to feel pride, that you're strong enough to survive this, the hardest of jobs alone. When you falter navigating the rocky terrain of negotiating co-parenting, shared custody and frayed tempers, be patient. Try to see your child in your co-parent. Remember that it's hard for them too. When you spend time with proper or functional families and feel a pang of sadness and that your little one doesn't have that and that rather than a partner and a picture book home life, they are your whole world. Remember, you're their whole world too. They fill up the empty spaces in yours and you fill up the empty spaces in theirs. So even even reading that now, I feel like, you know, I feel like I'm on the I'm on the verge. Um, was it an emotional piece for you to write? Definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, I can remember. I mean, it's making me feel emotional because I remember writing it and it was so cathartic. Right. I, I basically wrote that off the back of having a bit of a blip because I had forgotten to send Jack to a school party and obviously as mums do spiraled into this whole guilt and you know I can't believe out of all of his nursery class he was the one that didn't turn up and then had to send the text to the mum and explain and I just felt like oh I'm getting this all wrong I'm constantly overwhelmed I'm dropping the ball I'm not doing everything and and then I just kind of sat back and thought why am I beating myself up like I'm already doing two people's jobs on a day-to-day basis why why am why why are my expectations up there you know we we need to give ourselves a break basically as single mums and say we're already doing so much and there's so much pressure on us and a lot of it comes from ourselves and it, it's an amazing like it is such an amazing job when you actually take the time to to notice it having sole responsibility for this like amazing little person that you've made or that you've you know you you're raising it's it's such an honor and it's day to day you're getting all the benefits back and sometimes you just need to remind yourself to see that and to be grateful for it and to just go easy on yourself and say yes I've like mucked up and I it's all right he's he's all right I'm all right like we're, we're doing a great job here do you feel more proud of yourself since becoming a single mom I ask because um there's this I saw this quote and it's actually on the Frollo Instagram um that JK Rowling said I've never been prouder of anything than my years as a single mother and I just thought that was so incredible for you know yeah. the writer of the Harry Potter yeah. books to say to say that yeah. um, but then 
I have days like that, like sometimes I feel like a failure and like I'm not doing well enough. And like you sit there dropping balls and just feeling like, oh, I'm not spending enough time with Billy. I'm not, you know, just not keeping on top of everything as I as I want to be. But then there are moments when I just feel like I'm so proud of what I'm doing and all the balls that I am holding in the air and it's not it's not perfect but yeah. doing the best I can yes. do you feel that way totally I do I think it's taken a while to get there and I th- I would say the first year of of being a single mum was a real struggle and I did feel a bit lost and I felt like what you know was this the right thing and and can I actually do this but then once you do find that rhythm and you do you know as we talked about once you find that you you are coping and you are managing I've never felt more proud of of myself and my you know I've never felt more confident as well I think that's something that is really unexpected it's given me a confidence in myself in my abilities in my abilities as a mum but also in other areas of my life I just feel like what's the worst you can do you know like I've I've come from being at this low point and not knowing how I'm going to pick myself up and carry on. And it's now I'm at a place where I'm so proud. I'm so proud of Jack. I'm, I feel really confident that we can just take on the world together and it's taken a while to get there. But yeah, it's, it's a, a good place to be. And I, I hope that other single mums who are just starting out and don't feel like that can see a glimmer of that in their future and can realise that once they get there, it's it's going to be amazing. That is such a lovely thing for new single parents starting out on their journey to hear, and and I can you know you're you're be it's true. I can see it in you. You know that's you honestly feel that way, yeah, and too, too. and I do too. Um, but I didn't, you no, know, no. a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah. um, so that kind of leads me to based on this newfound confidence and feeling really proud and capable as a person it kind of leads me to dating so has your relationship to dating changed since becoming a single Mm -hmm. mom in terms of your your standards in terms of what you look for or what yeah I think um I hadn't really ever dated um in my life um I was with my ex for most of most of my adult life so it's all a completely brand new experience to me anyway um I actually just wrote a blog last week on the single mum's guide to not dating I read that yeah (laughs) um which I think again if anyone was to to come to me and say what advice would you give to me dating as a single mum I'd be like do you really want to date it's something that it's we touched on this when we met last week but it's a a massive time commitment if you're getting one night off a week Mm. do you want to spend it meeting like Joe, who could potentially be a weirdo down the pub, or do you want to see a friend, have a bath, maybe get even get some sleep, which yeah. would be a nice luxury. Um, but no, it totally has. Obviously, you've got certain things that you're looking for in a potential future partner. I'm not actually personally at the place where I can imagine meeting someone that's, you know, going to slot. I'm, I'm so in a single mum place at the moment. I can't imagine meeting someone that I'm like okay this is forever now so I think you just get 
in the way that you have to with everything in life when you're a single mum, it's like, this is what we're doing here. This is the purpose of that. We're going to get that done by doing X, Y, Z. I think everything becomes very, not just this sounds horrible, um, and I'm, I'm still going to say it, but everything becomes very functional. So you, when you're meeting someone, you're thinking like, what you know, what what are we doing here? It's sometimes it's just you just want to flirt with someone, or you know, whatever it is, you're fulfilling a need, and hopefully you're they're going to be on the same page. I think if you're looking for a, an actual relationship and a boyfriend, then obviously your list of things you're looking for is completely different. Mm. And like I said, I can't imagine being in the place where I'm thinking this is someone long term just because I can't imagine anyone being good enough for for Jack. For Jack. Yeah. Um which I'm sure I'll I'll get there and I'll overcome that hurdle. But it's I mean it's sad in a way because the expectations for myself yeah. <laughs> are not are not so good. <laughs> but I know it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but for Jack. Yeah. But yeah, I mean I totally relate. It's yeah, hard to imagine bringing someone into yeah our little unit, Mm -hmm. it would have to be someone I could really see a life with and someone who I could really see Billy gelling with and fitting into that. And that's just hard to, it's it's a hard concept to even imagine. It's almost impossible, isn't it? Yeah. We'll get there, I'm sure. We will. We I will think also there. I listen to loads of true crime podcasts, which doesn't help. Oh, so God. I'm just like, well, you're a psychopath. Oh, well, you're don't, a don't watch Dirty John on Netflix, whatever you do. Then. I've listened to that podcast. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, God. And all the stories you hear anyway. Yeah. But um, it, speaking of Jack, how has Jack been? Does he understand what's going on or what because I guess he was around the same age as Billy was when you and your ex broke up I think Um, so I think um, I actually came from a single parent family myself um, and my mum separated from my dad at a very similar age so Jack was one I was a baby Um, so when I was growing up that was all I knew and I feel like it's the same situation for Jack and he that's all he knows and I think it is very normal for him and he has a great relationship with his dad and we're able to co-parent together which is really really important I think if you know it's obviously it's every situation is different and if people don't have that again they make it work my dad wasn't around that much when I was growing up it's just made my relationship with my mum all the stronger and that really helped me in those kind of difficult times was looking at my mum and saying, well, she did this and she did it with two and I've only got one. So come on, like pull yourself together. It can't be that bad. Um, So I think it would make it easier if there were more positive single parent role models and media messaging out there for children to see. You know, if if you were watching Peppa Pig and just one of those little families was a single parent family, maybe that would help. Yeah. you know, across the board, it's still mummy, daddy, two children. Yeah. And that's something that's really hacks me off. Yeah. Um, there's not even any good storybooks. I was this. just going to say, yeah, exactly. There, yeah. It's, it's crazy that in this day and age, there's no... Yeah. I can't think of a storybook. No. But, yeah. And even, mod, you know, even all the, the new modern ones, it's, it's always there's a mummy or a daddy and... 
it's um I really think that would be helpful yeah uh, maybe that can be our next project is uh, absolutely yeah single, <laughs> single yeah. parenting storybooks definitely um and that leads me to stigma do you still think that there is a stigma associated with being a single parent totally there totally totally is it's it's something that I don't tend to think about day to day now because I've found that ability to to turn it into a positive in my own head. So when I hear single mum, I just think kick ass now, which has taken a long time to get there. But at the beginning, I felt incredibly embarrassed and I wouldn't necessarily tell people. And I, I just felt like a failure because I think that single parenting in the media is, is very much still used as a negative. Um, if it's, it's, it's more hidden, but it's, it's still, you know, raised by a single mum when something bad happens. Exactly, um, yeah. And people aren't shouting about the successes of, of single mums. And I think it's, I recently went on a radio debate um, about single parenting and there was a single dad on and it was so interesting talking to him about the differences in um, stigmatisation around single dads and single mums because his experience of the stigma of being a single dad is not that people have any kind of negative connotations. If anything, they're like, wow, you're doing this. This is amazing. Like you're you're carrying this load and this burden and wow, yeah. well done you. But on the other hand, he's got people expecting him to muck up all the time and pe- like expecting him to fail and... And it, it, people have really low expectations of him as a single dad. Yeah. So I think it's it's kind of the opposite problem because as a single mum, you're expected to really be kind of nailing it. Yeah. And and you're also, you've got that label of being irresponsible and, yeah. you know, making the wrong choice for your... And, and there's just, if you if you say single mum, people have an idea. Yeah, immediately. It's, it's exactly, immediately it, it has a kind of negative... Mm feeling or or impression yeah. and I'm yeah I relate to what you you said just kind of even saying it out loud I'm getting better now and I am thinking you know wow I'm really proud of myself I'm kind of proved that, that I'm stronger than I ever knew I was and more capable and more resilient and now when I you know anyone on the Frollo community I'm just like these people are absolute like heroes, you know, because I know what it takes. And some of them have way more challenging um, situations than I have to contend with. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a massive stigma. There's no, there's no doubt. When you're introducing yourself as a single parent, you're kind of waiting for that to land, aren't you? Yeah. And see how it's received. Yeah. It's no one says, congratulations. No, or, no, no. They're not like, well done. Yeah. They're like, oh. Yeah. They're like, oh, sorry to hear that. Or, you yeah, know. Yeah. And it must be an awkward thing. Like if, you know, I, I it, it must be an awkward thing. How do you respond to that? But I do think it just is time that so much was changed related mm. to single parenting. The stigma, the level of support for Working mothers, um, like we spoke about, there's. It just seems like it, it needs to. There yep. needs to be some kind of a single parent revolution totally. of some kind. And I think that it's it's a no brainer when I, th- I think it's like one in four families, families yeah. are single parent families. Mm. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. So 
why why do we feel why would why is there any need to feel embarrassed around that title when it's it's you know one if you're in a group of four like one person's going to be a single parent it's it's bonkers that we're all kind of like oh yeah single mum I know like kind it's, of slightly ashamed exactly. and slightly like, and and it's also about. it's just those media reinforced messages of you know, of champion championing that nuclear family and mm. and marriage and and it's just patriarchal messaging as yeah. usual but yeah. like you said it single mums need to come together they need to have these discussions they need to talk about what would make life easier for them yeah. they need to build these communities so that they can actually start making change um i think it's it's enormously important and it's why things like the frollo app will get those conversations going because if i'm the only single mum in my friendship group yeah i've got no one to talk about this with i've exactly. got no one to say this would make my life easier because there's no one else that it's relevant to. Yeah. Um, whereas on the Frollo Instagram already, people are having these discussions and, and people are saying, hey, does anyone know a lawyer because this is happening to me? Or, yeah. hey, does anyone know how this um, benefit works because I can't get my head around it? Exactly. Yeah, I know. It's all this stuff like coming. It's like we've all been hiding under kind of rocks and yeah. shying away from it. And now suddenly yeah. there's a community where we can connect with people and it's like, hey, and what about this? Yeah. And it's great. Yeah, it's, it's really, um, you know, uh, it's liberating being able to just chat about it and totally. work through things. So what would you say your favourite part about being a single parent is? That is a very tricky question because it's just all so bloody brilliant. Um, <laughs> That's nice. I, I, I mean, there's obvious drawbacks from having to have to do everything yourself, but there's equal freedom in that because day to day you're the one making all the decisions. You're not having to run some, everything by someone else. You're not having to negotiate what's the best thing for your child. You are there and you have trust in yourself that you are making the right decisions. So there's such freedom in that. You can, you know, sometimes if you wake up and you think, oh, I should really, we should really do this today, but do you want to have a pyjama day? Yes, Jack has given the thumbs up, let's have a pyjama day. Or if, you know, you you can just decide to do things together whenever you want. And you're a little team. It's amazing. It's there's I've never had that kind of love. And I think it's the same for any parent, whether they're a single parent or part of a co-parenting team or they live all together in a lovely nuclear family. Your love for your child is is you know, it's otherworldly, isn't it? And if you've got that all to yourself all the time, it sounds incredibly selfish, but it's amazing. It really is. I agree. I think those moments of just being curled up, you know, on the couch and doesn't matter what we're watching, it can be Paw Patrol, you know, sixth episode in a row of Paw Patrol. Always, <laughs> always the mer pump for us. <laughs> yeah, but just that gorgeous, like, feeling of it just being the two of you. I have to say, I just, I there's, yeah, there's, yeah. there's nowhere yeah. more kind of lovely for me no. than being in those moments with with Billy. Yeah. Um, but and that's then, when you pinch yourself, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's so lovely. And that bond is is incredible. Then on the flip side of that, um, 
people wrote into the Frollo community um, this week about it is the flip side of that is losing, you know, losing it when things get too hard and when you've just, when you're frazzled, when you've had the hardest, most stressful day, when your kid is just not playing ball, (laughs) not, not, you know, is driving you crazy, Mm -hmm. is being really challenging and demanding. And then you, you know, it's, it's, you know, you can't be perfect all the time. You can't be expected to like hold it together, especially when there's not another person to go, okay, wait, I just need five minutes or 10 minutes or 20 Mm -hmm. minutes. And personally, I think the moments like that, I find the most kind of, that's that's when I feel the most kind of heartbroken about the situation for myself, as yeah. in like, why do yeah, yeah, no yeah. one totally. know? Yeah, um, yeah. So, um, and then the middle of the night kind of thing oh. when you know, yeah. if it's relentless, if mm-hmm. there's some kind of sleep thing going on, or when they're or sick, a sickness bug. Yeah, when they're <laughs> sick, exactly. Yeah. I mean. But that's when we kind of earn our stripes, isn't oh, totally. it? Totally. Yeah, totally. And you have moments where you're like, really? Really? We're doing this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I change the sheets. Jack just gets into bed with me every night and I go through phases of fighting against it and phases of being like, in you get. Yeah. Um, and the other night I had just changed the sheets. And I mean, me remembering to change my sheets is quite rare because obviously Jack's get changed every week. And yeah. Oh, well, mine will probably be all right. Yeah. Um, so I just changed my beautiful, lovely, clean sheets and Jack gets into bed and wheeze everywhere <sighs> immediately within an hour, probably, of the clean sheets going oh, on. No. And then that's when you're like, really? OK, um, there's no one else here to do this. I so know. we're just going to lift that child up, do that, do, 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 maybe try to go back to sleep now. Yeah, and there are times when you're like, this would be such a nice moment to pass this over to totally. someone else. Or even to even just to for somebody else to moan about it to uh, yeah. or to like witness yeah. that it actually happened yeah. <laughs> instead of you having yeah. to wait till the next day to yeah. just offload to whoever. Or to be annoyed at your child with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, you know, I think equally you just get so into the rhythm of doing it on your own that yeah. you don't even give it thought. And I think... The thing I, I I saw that conversation um, on Frollo with the mum who had, had lost it, yeah, and I just thought mums are losing it all over the country at yeah. this exact second, totally. and some of them have got husbands there, exactly. some of them haven't, yeah, some of them have a nanny and a whatever, and it's like it doesn't matter what your situation is you are going to make mistakes and you are going to lose it with your kids and sometimes your kids are going to be a pain in the ass. So, you know, and she said exactly, she said she dealt with it in exactly the way I would have, which is by saying, okay, I've lost it. I'm really sorry I shouted at you. Yeah. And it's fine, you know, like you obviously are going to beat yourself up about that, but at the same time, you've explained it to your children. Yeah. They know, you know, they're going to grow up in a world that's not perfect. It's, you're setting them a ridiculous standard if you are showing them nothing but perfect behaviour exactly. all the time. And being able to say sorry, you know, and to yeah. your to your child, I so think it's important. so important. And, you know, then it allows them to do, yeah. learn to do the same thing hopefully. and realise people, yeah, hopefully <laughs> realise that people, people make mistakes and, you know, then you move on. Yeah. 
Um, so, Rebecca, I think we've covered, um, yeah, the the trials and tribulations that we have time for in this episode, in this first episode. So thank you so much for agreeing to come on and be Thanks my for having me. first guest. And yeah, it's, it's been so nice chatting to you. I could sit here all day. Me too. <laughs> So before we go, um, we have been working out a little plan for a camp festival. Yes, indeed. For Frollo's. So thanks so much for your help with that. So, um, yeah, we've been scheming away and trying to get a designated um, area, campsite area, just for just for Frollo's um, for camp festival. And the organisers have been really supportive and accommodating um, with that. So we, so so yeah, the yes. wheels are in motion. Yep, I think it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect for camp festival. Um, I took Jack last year just for the day. And it's it's a really glorious festival. It's if I think if you were a festival goer before you had kids and you want to kind of get them involved and kind of relive your pre kids yeah. festival days, but get them swept up in the excitement, it's absolutely perfect because it's so tailored to families. There's plenty of bands that are you know will appeal to the parents, but it's all geared around the kids. Last year. Jack and I saw Dinosaur World Live, which was just enormous T-Rexes on the stage, which you can imagine was an absolute treat. Um, And then Peppa Pig popped up during the day. But there's loads of different areas that are all just, you know, absolute joy for children, juggling, skipping, ready, ready, ra. But it's a lot of walking. It's quite hilly. It's a lot of legwork. So... I was a bit overwhelmed at the thought of doing it, just Jack and I camping on our own. So I think this is an amazing idea to get a big band of us single mums with our kids and and dads, dads, obviously, and all band together and and, um, help each other out. Totally. Yeah, help each other pitch our tents. That's it. Keep all the kids alive together. Yeah, exactly. Get each other to babysit each other's kids when we're running off to the loo and things like that. And then once the kids are in bed, we can all gather around the campfire and drink wine while everyone else is (laughs) (laughs) at the rave tent. Yeah, and plan the single parent revolution. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, brilliant. Well, we will, um, once we have details firmed up on that, I will let everyone in the Frollo community know. And thanks for your help again. No problem. I can't wait. Great. So if you want to find Rebecca, you're on Instagram. Yes, so you can follow me at The Mother Edit and my website is themotheredit.com. Perfect. And we will leave um, some links to your blog and your um, articles that we've spoken about on the on the Entail platform, hosting platform as well. And you can find Frollo on Instagram at Frollo underscore app, where you can connect with other like-minded single parents, moms and dads who share their stories and experiences. And that's where the community is alive and thriving at the moment until the app launches in a few months time. Um, but if you want to sign up for the waitlist of the app, go to www.frolo.co.uk. The next podcast episode will be out next month. Thank you for listening. Bye.